0: On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock.
1: YouTube is stuffing creator stockings earlier with a sleigh full of updates.
0: New features are Insight. Google
2: Ads Insights tab gets more proactive. And listen up, pod people. Spotify's self-serve ad platform gets a welcome edition that has us saying audio yes. All
0: on today's show.
3: You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox.
2: Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhell, AKA
3: Shep. I'm Jess Butt. And I'm Greg Finn.
2: And it is officially Marketing
0: O'Clock. Here on November 26th, 2021. And we are in our new studio, finally. finally. This is so exciting. So we also have all new audio equipment. Um, so hopefully this is a luxurious sound for our listeners today. And you'll have to catch this episode on Spotify or YouTube for the video version because this just looks a lot better. Well, I actually haven't I mean, seen it yet, but I'm <laughs>
1: hoping. That also seems like we're staring into the sun. We have so many lights. Yeah. So we used to go be in the dark, dingy wood grain and now it's just white, fresh and clean.
2: Yeah, yes. I'm sad we're not in a coffin anymore, but it's just me.
0: We've been working on this for so long and I wish there was like a smell-o-vision aspect to this because we also have this wonderful candle here from Susan Winograd today.
1: Yes, we have the cantal. Man- you picked this out. You you explain man what it man flu, and what is it? I picked is it based the on the name flavor of it.
0: Oh, it's eucalyptus mint. I think it smells amazing. It's very it's fresh, <laughs> clean. Um, I love it. It's called man flu. Greg didn't know what that was, but it's when like your husband um, gets a little cold and falls asleep on the couch for two days. Will you take care of the baby alone?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was that specific.
0: <laughs> um, but we are so excited to finally be here. So thank you so much, Greg. Did a lot of work to make this happen. And thank you, Matt, who's behind the camera with us today, for helping us get this set up. And thank you also, Sammy, who is doing our sound check and behind the board today. Um, we're so excited to have you here. Sammy is usually our art person, and she makes original art for every single show. So that fabulous work is all Sammy. And I'm going to call on you a few times today. So that is the good news, but there's a little bit of bad news, right?
1: Yes, and unfortunately, Caleb has taken a different position. And Caleb was a big part of the show here. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously added so, so much to every single show. And his background was in media, and he found an amazing media job specifically. We have a little bit of media here, but it's a lot of marketing too. Mm -hmm. And as bittersweet as it is for him to be leaving... He's going to be chasing his dreams here, doing the media and being around some literal famous people um, for the day to day. As opposed and- to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> and so we have a voicemail here from Caleb. Let's play it.
3: Hello, everyone. Sorry I couldn't be on what would be my last show, but I'm traveling for the holidays and visiting family. Happy holidays everyone out there. Uh, I just want to extend a quick thank you to Greg, Shep, Jess, and the entire marketing the clock, digital marketing community online. I have learned so much from you and you don't understand how much you can absorb by just listening to all the stories, rants and tweets every week. I mean, it's one of the best ways to learn is by being immersed in it. And I think I was <laughs> as much in the thick of it as you can get. So I learned a lot from everyone. Thank you so much for all you've taught me. And uh, if you're wondering what we'll be doing next, I will be moving into a sports apparel media role. So a lot of content creation, a lot of traveling and a lot of sports Keep in contact, I am going to be along with everyone else listening to the biggest, most popular, and best digital marketing podcast on the internet. So yeah, I can't wait to see what everyone has in store and I'm gonna be following the show along with everyone else. Thank you so much, Caleb. Thanks, and thanks, Caleb. Caleb. Again, we miss you. And again, big thank you
1: for everything you've done for us here and best of luck in your new career. We'll be here cheering you on.
2: We'll miss you and happy belated birthday yes. too. Uh, So, I, I don't know if this is bitter or sweet or bittersweet, but I'm not going anywhere, but I will be coming and going. As you heard, I was not on the show last week. Big thanks to Nicole for filling in for me. She is an absolute rock star, and she will be back again next week. Fans of the show long ago know that my husband and I run a beer shop on the side and that with the pandemic, things slowed down and stopped. With our move, we relocated, we are reopening, so I just have to come and go while we relaunch that business. But Nicole is fabulous. She's filling in for me and I'm not going anywhere. I just may be in and out a little bit. We're so excited for the new store. It's going to be great. Thanks so much.
0: Um, Oh, and I forgot a piece of housekeeping. I'm also wearing um, my beautiful Quacker Factory sweater (laughs) for the the inaugural episode in the new studio. I don't know if we could get a Zoom, probably not, but there's just such beautiful embroidery. And you'll see these little um, rhinestones here, the rhinestone button detail. It's just fabulous for the holiday season. I'd like to thank Gene Bice and Greg for buying it for me.
1: It looks like an eight-year-old got a bedazzle <laughs> yeah. and went to town on a shirt. But you can see it over on video in 4K, yeah. or as advertisers would say, 4 mil, mili,
2: right? Wow. Okay. Let's get into the news. First up here in the main news from Clicks Marketing, Spotify launches podcast ads on the self-serve platform. Which is a big deal. This makes podcast advertising accessible to pretty much everyone or at least anyone willing to spend a minimum of 500 bucks, which if you're not, don't be testing new things. And uh, you don't have to be afraid either. If you've never done audio before, the ad creative is pretty much covered by Spotify with this for free. You can use Spotify's ad studio to upload a script, and then you choose music. They have licensed music that you can use, and their team of VO and mixing professionals handle the rest, make you something super professional. If you don't even want to write a script, if you're that lazy, they will write one for you. All you have to do (laughs) is go into the self-serve platform and just fill out a couple, like answer a couple questions about what you're promoting. They'll write you a script, they'll let you review it, make notes, and then they'll go and produce the thing. Wow. It seems absolutely nuts like that they're being so nice, but I think it really protects the quality of advertising on the platform, which Mm -hmm. is a brilliant move. There's no excuse not to try this, but if you do need more convincing, another detail from the article, which also is pretty much a how-to with screenshots, so again, no excuse not to test this if you have 500 bucks. (laughs) But something worth rejoicing. So you have device and demographic targeting, content exclusions, whatever you're used to in a self-serve ad platform. But a really cool option that they call competitive separation, which allows advertisers essentially to prevent their ads from playing right next to something similar. And you do that based on a selected category. I've never used their ad platform before, so I don't know if this is new with the podcast feature, if this is just something that they have. But I think that that's really cool. I just I, good vibes all around with Spotify I have nothing to complain I about. I feel like
0: this. I never have anything else anything to complain about except for that they sound like Shopify and yeah. great job getting through that story without that did I do it no, yeah I thought did. maybe
2: I flubbed at the beginning <laughs> but nobody called me out so I kept going great yeah. job
1: Thanks. and I dig what Spotify is doing here where in in August they tested out a 99 cent a month plan where you can choose what you want to listen to but you get ads and I think this is a really, I think they just launched it and it's two ninety nine, I believe. Um, and you can get whatever song you want. It doesn't have to be Shuffle and you still have ads. And so I think that's a great way around it. And I think they're gonna really build this up. And we always, I'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> but We complain about not having options. We have options here. So give yeah. that a shot.
0: And also I just feel like Spotify, everyone else uses data and they get in trouble and then Spotify, everyone's like, yeah. What do they call it? The, um, year end review thing. Oh, I love a- that Spotify wrap. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, I love it. Give me all the data about myself. Where <laughs> you know, so if you advertise on Spotify, you're gonna get in less trouble. <laughs> Just a little tip. <laughs> and I have news from our ads liaison Jenny Marvin tweeted this week, we are adding new features to the insights page that's on Google ads to help you identify and act on trends. This includes privacy safe insights on query themes driving performance in your campaigns with aggregated and anonymized consumer interest insights. So that was Jenny's tweet. And she linked to an article. I'm so glad she just explained what the point of the article was in her tweet, because as usual, those there's, there's four paragraphs about nothing. And the beginning of this is talking about the Google Shopping Holiday 100. And they have predictions for the most popular categories and products in the US this holiday season, which First of all, it's a little late. Like, hmm. uh, there's literally specific names of products on here. Like, what, are you supposed to get them in your inventory in time for Black Friday at this point? Like, why? Whatever.
1: And, and they put it out in a Google Doc.
0: Yes, it's so. Wow. Look, wait, don't look because I wanted to okay. quiz you. Okay. Okay. So I love this. They break it out into different categories like beauty and gate, uh, like video games, and then there's toys and games. And I was just shocked by this because it looks like the toys and games that were popular when I was getting Christmas gifts, like, cause I haven't in 20 years, cause nobody cares about me. But anyway, I was just shocked. So I just want you guys to guess, like it looks like maybe there's 30 things listed here. Any
2: of the toys <laughs> and games. All right, well, it's a seasonal Google list. Hot sexy Wheels. Sexy Goofy. No, <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no sexy Goofy, I'm sorry. <laughs> no Hot Wheels either? None. Wow. That was a good guess based on my clues though.
1: Okay, I will go with Legos.
0: There are Legos. But there's, you got to think of the themes. The oh. Lego, uh, Spider-Man Legos. Yeah, there are Marvel Spider-Man Legos. Okay,
2: okay I'm just going Pretty gonna, predictable.
0: You guys yeah. have bad guesses. I'm just getting to Wait, it. Wait, I
2: have one. Okay. McDonald's Barbie. No. Mm. McDonald's Barbie? Or was it Pizza Hut Barbie when we were kids? It was Pizza Hut Barbie. Oh. Okay. Ooh, or Pizza got, Hut Skipper. I got one. Kendall.
0: <laughs> Any. <laughs> Can you not? <gasps> Ooh. <okay. laughs> On here is all this Pokemon stuff. Bratz 20 year special edition. <laughs> like, the brats are back
1: and they're 20. They could drink. I,
0: I they know. never left, baby. No. Well, Not legally. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was just a test to make sure you're ready to open. Oh, it it
0: perfect. Yeah, I'd like to see their ID. <laughs> I cannot believe the brats made a comeback. I am so excited for those. Like, you know, they make girls like me with big feet really feel seen. I'm so happy to see
2: them back. i don't think they big heads? And they have fee. a big oh. a lot of things, and they <laughs> were using Z's before anybody else did. Yeah. Also, so props for that, <laughs> making a triumphant
0: return. Okay, how about this Titanic building block kit? Like, first of all, the film. The <laughs> <ship>. <laughs> you literally built the Titanic. Isn't that a little like creepy?
1: Is that the one where you put it in the water and it sinks?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like in the one you're building as a kid, are there enough lifeboats? I, it's a two second so. Titanic learned, they? jokes
2: over 100 years right we're okay doesn't that seem
0: like a weird toy then yeah. star wars darth vader lifesaver like there's all these what? new villains new villains since then and it's going back to darth vader and then an easy bake oven do
1: you say wow. lifesaver like he's like <laughs> a lifeguard <laughs> he's in some shorts he's got Listen. one of the little dingy
0: things he throws everybody knows i'm in the smile direct club now and i take my retainer out and i have to learn how to speak again <laughs> The best story is why you stopped
1: the Smile Direct Club.
0: Today? No,
1: why you stopped it after your wedding, right?
0: Oh, no. I had braces as a kid, and then I had a retainer. And then about a month after my wedding, I tweeted from my personal Twitter account. It might be my last tweet ever. I was like, honestly, I'm married now, and I'm never wearing my retainer again. (laughs) Snaps (laughs) Here I am, less than three years later in the Smile Direct Club. (laughs)
2: It's matrimony for
0: you really exciting things happening. Okay, let's get to the real news here. So they have this. These are all new insight page features, which typically we haven't loved it tells you like what's trending of all your keywords like who cares if it's already trending. Now they're trying to tell you things before they happen. So They're launching on demand forecasts. This is in beta and it combines machine learning technology with past seasonal search trends and predicts emerging search interest over the next six months you'll see trends based on the categories where you advertise specifically. And then they're also launching consumer interest insights. This is also a beta for now. This um, aggregates and anonymizes the top performing search query themes that drive performance in your campaigns. Um, So for example, they say beauty retailers, you might see themes for perfumes and then it breaks it down more. So things like affordable or floral or man flu, (laughs) as Susan Wettergrad would name it. and it will tell you based on your overall impressions, how those themes are increasing or decreasing in trends. Um, I have a grim forecast. I feel like in a few years, that's just gonna be the keyword report is like all of your themes oh. no.
2: and only impression data. I hope they get them right. Cause they think everybody's just advertising adult products. <laughs> that's
0: a very good point
2: and brats. <laughs>
0: Um, They also have an audience insights beta. This looks at different affinity and in-market audience segments and tells you what creative resonates with them the most. I love this, so it can give you more ideas for how to break out campaigns um, and have different creative based on the audience. And finally, another addition I like, they are combining change history insights and auction insights, also in beta for now. You can see both of these throughout the insights page together, and it'll show you... Um, like how shifts in performance correspond with your change history tab. So I love that too. Again, I hope they're not getting rid of the change history tab and it's just the combination. But yeah, we'll have to see how the insights look when, when we get it, get the beta. What else is happening, Greg?
1: All right, we've got a flurry of YouTube enhancements just in time for the holiday season. And social media today has a great article, two articles actually. I'm recapping all of the events, so sled on over there for more. And first off, there are some new YouTube (laughs) channel guidelines that were tested back in July and are now rolling out to more creators. These enable channel managers to set rules around the types of comments people can post beneath their clips by defining what is naughty and what is nice. Uh, The test is now being expanded to more creators within the app. And there's images up over on YouTube if you want to see in action. They're pretty grainy. It's I don't know I don't know where Andrew Hutchinson got these from. It looks like he might have pulled it from the Zapruder film. <laughs> but uh, there are these channels so you can set up uh, up to three guidelines on comments, and then the viewers need to read that before posting a response. The next YouTube change will have creators feeling merry as it is an improvement on the brand slash creator partnership tools. So according to YouTube. We are experimenting with ways to help creators manage brand deals through two features, an updated paid product placement checkbox and a new media kit audience tools. Creators in this experiment will see the existing video contains paid promotion checkbox become required in the upload flow to indicate that their content includes a brand deal. And so this comes with a new audience summary within the brand connect interface so that it's gonna be easier for creators to pitch themselves for brand deals by using a tailored media kit. I like this, I love to see the goodwill of youtube helping creators out but i wonder what's in it for them you know because that's not necessarily revenue that's realized by google the sponsorship you know what i mean like i feel Mm -hmm. like
0: you're always you just don't trust google at all i
1: I don't why would they make it easier to get a media kit for a partnership for a creator because that revenue goes off of, I'm thinking that there may be something
0: down the line, down down the line. The yeah, where they get a cut. Where
1: yes, it's it's maybe it's sort of like Upfluence, a former sponsor of ours, where you can match things up and there's, you know, some sort of actual system integrated into it. So just just a mm-hmm. thought there, uh, but I really hope that they're not Scrooge McGoog and pop their head out and you know start start taking a cut there. <laughs> All right, another YouTube gift. They will keep on giving is the new option in YouTube Studio that will allow users to reuse details from previous uploads for a new upload within the posting process on desktop. This is a big deal. Shouldn't just (laughs) reuse these willy-nilly style, but you can keep the video title, video description, language settings, short sampling permissions, category selections. So if you are making a bunch of videos in a series or something like that, this could become very useful for you.
2: Did you say willy-nilly style? Yes. So is that like Big Willie style? Is that on your list, Chef? No.
1: Well, will Smith CD. <laughs> you don't see
2: CD? CDs that are being bought this holiday season. <laughs> um,
0: I don't. I didn't see it on the list, but I didn't really read the music category. It's the same era.
1: <laughs> All right. Next up in the YouTube news, the Elves have been working hard at enhancing <laughs> mobile analytics, and users will now be able to access the last 28 days views, performance, weekly view performance, and monthly performance stats in the app. So if you have an issue or if you have something that you're looking to get, it'll be easier to point set at you in the right direction there.
2: Craig. This is a gift. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, another change within YouTube is a new advention <laughs> of channel <laughs> member avatar display where member profiles can be highlighted on the home tab of the channel page. Within, within the mobile app. And additionally, channel members and non-members will be shown different variations. So if you're a non-member, you can say here are our members, highlight some folks and say join. If you're a member, you can say here, thank you for being a member of this channel and then you can see some perks. And then the last update here within YouTube is they're making it easier to auto-gift coal to those bad boys and girls that are trying to steal your content. There's now a new button called to prevent copies of these videos from appearing on YouTube going forward. And by clicking this box, YouTube will stop those intruders in their tracks. And also YouTube has expanded access to its copyright match tool for users who have submitted a valid takedown request. And that's it from the changes from YouTube. Lots under the tree.
0: Wow. I I thank God that this is the day after Thanksgiving that this episode is being released because you would really trigger people if it was the day before. No Christmas music, no decorations. It's not allowed. It's canceled.
1: Yep, one day after, everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
3: Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag buyer digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call.
1: All right, this week's take of the week comes from David Herman at Herman Digital on Twitter. And he has a tweet that says, There are three sure things in life, dot, dot, dot death, taxes, and FB ads manager breaking the week of Black Friday, Cyber Monday.
0: Hilarious. (laughs) It's so true.
3: Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have.
0: I see why my people from Dwayne Brown at Dwayne Brown on Twitter. He says quality score in Google ads is often misunderstood. It is not a default of six anymore as it's calculated in real time. It's not impacting your bidding or entering auctions interchangeable with ad rank. It is not a KPI or something to optimize towards. Yes, shopping ads have quality scores too. Okay, so now, just in case anyone's wondering, I'm going to say what quality score actually is because Dwayne didn't get that far in this tweet. He didn't have enough characters. It is your expected click-through rate, your ad relevance, and your landing page experience. All those things come together to calculate your quality score. And then why it matters is that when it's time for the auction, they use three factors to determine which ads are going to appear and in which order, and that is bids, quality scores, and the expected impact of ad extensions and other ad formats. So it does matter. But it is not any of those things that Dwayne said.
3: Right.
1: Don't sleep on it for shopping ads either.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Now it's time for this week's
2: Pew Pew
3: Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts paid, organic, and social.
0: First up in the paid universe this week, Snapchat will enable advertisers to incorporate multiple video ad formats within a single ad set with its new multiple formats delivery option. This will better enable Snap's automated placement tools to help maximize ad response while also streamlining management of your Snap campaigns by keeping your creative elements in a single ad set. So it sounds like You're sacrificing some control here like you would with any kind of responsive ad, but it seems like a good thing to test if you're using Snapchat. I'm just mad at Snapchat because I got logged out when I got a new phone and I can't get back in. And I miss like all these Snapchats from my recent trip to Nashville and videos that I was in and I didn't get to see them.
1: How do you get back in? There's gotta be a way, right? I'm
0: sure there's a way, I just don't care that much.
1: Hit the like forgot password button. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They have one of those? I I think the problem is I don't know my username either. They, they you have to have too. somebody
1: connected to you that can look up your username. It's
0: okay. probably
1: that goofy one that you
0: have. The thing is, I don't care that much because like Snapchat's dead, but I'm really happy for this new ad format. <laughs> it was just annoying this weekend. I got a new phone like months ago and I didn't realize I was kicked off until yesterday. So, But I'm still annoyed. And next up, Google Ads is making some updates to the mobile app just in time for the holiday travel plans that you have coming up. They are bringing search trends to the app. This shows advertisers trends and insights for products and services relevant to their business. They are also adding explanations and performance insights to the app. And finally, you can create campaigns from anywhere. Advertisers can now create search campaigns directly from the app. And I would advise you to not
2: do that. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is it just a button, create, and it does everything for uh, you? It, yeah. There's a. That's what it sounds like. I didn't test it. I'm scared to test it. Don't yeah.
1: Care. You should just get this this post, print it out, and mail it to your competitors. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> create those ads in the mobile in the mobile format.
0: That'll be the next thing. They'll like e- send emails to all of our clients telling them to download the app and then like
1: create a new game. I'm, I'm trying to use the Google Ads mobile app and the fact that they don't have cost as a default value on is so maddening. Every time you have to do cost and you have to see conversions. It's like what world does anybody not care about the cost and the conversions?
0: Okay. You're
1: this, sitting there looking this, at impressions?
0: It's a joke. This is my fly, working hard hardly working now yeah. I have to find another one thing. <laughs> it's I don't care. You said you like it. I'm 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 saying it right now and I'm owning it it is unusable it makes no sense I try to click into an account in a campaign and it bounces me back I don't know how to use it and I've tried many times it is not a good experience it's hard to use
1: I enjoy it on the go when I you can't have to find do it, the
0: campaign I'm looking for like it bounces me back every time it's I, not like it doesn't make sense the way it's set up
1: I've exclusively started creating ads only. Stop <laughs> <it. what> <laughs> no, I'm with you. It's it, it's it's hard to use, but it's it's better than.
2: I I'm glad is it it, it better? Is it better
0: than the mobile version? For I don't sure. Know. It, they but. just need to work on the user experience of it. Like it's really hard to find the campaign you want to look at, or even the account you want to look at.
1: But somebody over there is still saying, "Well." the okr person is saying that we need to get people to spend more Mm -hmm. and then they're saying let's get rid of cost and let's get rid of convert let's not show this information and it is asinine to do that
0: and add the recommendation
1: and all you get all day long is your recommendation score drop eight percent and it's it's incredibly nobody in the right mind would be using the app and not want to see cost who wouldn't that's the number one thing that you, want, that you probably look and be like, how is, this? how is this spending? I just launched this new campaign. I'm going to hop in here. And you have to go in and change the settings to see cost. It is unbelievable.
0: I can't even get that far because I can't find <laughs> my <laughs> campaigns.
1: Do you know your uh, login information? <laughs> I do.
0: Next up, Amanda Farley, former marketing e-talk guest, tweeted this week, and she said, Ginny Marvin, question, with ETA sunsetting, will there be better reporting coming to RSAs? This is something that we've been asking about since they made that announcement. And Ginny Marvin from her at Ginny Marvin account had an e- encouraging response. So we just want to share it with you guys. She said, hi, Amanda. Reporting is an area the team is focusing on. So
2: you think that's encouraging? And Jenny, we trust. I know, but like, there's not a lot of detail there. I'm in the
0: holiday spirit. Just like the reports currently. (laughs) I'm in the holiday spirit. I like to think they're working on it.
1: I mean, honestly, you can't get worse. Yeah. (laughs) You can't. (laughs) You can't do worse than what it is now.
0: Yeah. So I know a lot of us try to block out the 2016 U.S. presidential campaign (laughs) season from our minds, but... haven't thought about it until you just brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Facebook was making a lot of changes then, including one that required all social issue ads to have a paid for by disclaimer. So it would say who was paying for the ad. If you were running any of these ads, you also needed to go through an extra verification process. Um, that was a hurdle in the setup. Well, they are relaxing these restrictions a bit. Basically, if you're selling an actual product, you don't need the paid for by ad disclaimer or need that verification, even if Whatever you're advertising used to qualify as a social issue ad. They're relaxing it a bit. They have really strict guidelines for this, for how you do not need the disclaimer. Um, and Andrew Hutchinson, of course, <laughs> has them all written out in this article for Social Media Today, and we will share that in Discord and our newsletter. So while I was on vacation this week,
1: you technically still are on vacation. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just came into the want show. To miss and the psycho. New
0: studio, okay, or the shirt. Yeah, this is it's a cardian. Thank you. Excuse me. It has Taylor. buttons <laughs> and embellishments. Don't <laughs> undersell it. Greg, Chris Ridley, PPC Greg and PPC Kirk were going back and forth. They were popping off about those keyword matching changes in Google ads that were announced a while back. I was getting some notifications about it. It was not what I wanted to see. Greg, can you catch us up a little bit here?
1: Yeah, we were just debating what happens with the new matching because it, at one point exact match on an identical search would take preference over everything else. And so our question was, would broad match at any point take preference over exact match? And Jenny cleared it up and said that when there's a query or spell-corrected query that is identical to the keyword that somebody's bidding on, the exact match version is preferred. Preference between an identical phrase and broad match keyword is based on ad rank. Relevance only applies when there's no identical keyword. So if you've got that term that is identically matched, as an exact match term, it will take preference. So I don't know who was right on it all. It's still oh, yeah. that again, I just love the fact that that came from the article saying we've made matching much more clearer. Do you remember I, that? They did not make no, it
0: work. <laughs> I think that's when you called it the least accurate tweet ever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, I think they need like a flow chart for this. I know Jess Bud has been really into flow. Chart I love lately. flow charts. That's pretty helpful. Yeah.
1: It's going to be like that GIF of Charlie from Always Sunny. Yes, and he's just pointing exactly around. exactly
0: what yeah. I was thinking. Who re-tipped Jenny <laughs> as of November 24th, Google ads will no longer allow ads that promote sports betting services or ads in Florida. Something happened in D.C. and they're not allowed to do that anymore. I didn't read the whole thing. I'm just reading this. Imagine being an agency running ads for one of these sports investment companies. Like in any day, you just wake up in the morning, it could be shut down. How do you sleep? And now we have a tweet from at PPC on Twitter. He says, another thing I disagree with Google touting, quote, 15% of search queries every day are new searches, new searches we've never seen before as a reason to switch to automation for 90% of us. There aren't new ways of searching for our products or services. Then he replied to himself and said, of course, there's new searches for crypto.com Los Angeles lakes. No one would have. Did he mean Lakers?
1: I think he's showing a misspelling.
0: (laughs) Okay. No one would have searched for that before today, but there's no crazy (laughs) new way of searching for bathroom plumbing quote.
1: Well, maybe somebody said like rat stuck in toilet won't flush.
0: Someone's Googled that before. I'm so disturbed. Has. Greg <laughs> edited the YouTube video last week and I didn't watch it. I listened and then I was notified today that there was a deep fake of me holding mm-hmm. rats.
1: Yep, and it's up on YouTube and Spotify right now.
0: Yeah, so disturbing. And I feel like this tweet from PPC Greg, is this a clue into where he works and where he lives and who he actually is? Talk He's a plumber. Pl- he works
2: for plumbing no. company? Or he needs a bathroom. Plumbing quote. He has rats Maybe in his Maybe his toilet. toilet's overflowing. Oh, either way, it's a right. clue. It's a crappy situation.
1: That's probably the one thing for you worse than a rat, like, just like a rat. It's like a wet toilet rat.
2: rat. Ooh. You could just, <laughs> no. I think they're all wet toilet rats. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Another tweet from PPC Greg. Softwares like WordStream are going to be disconnected from Google Ads API. You guys, this is even a bigger clue. He's sharing an email he got <laughs> starting, Hi, Kurt.
1: I think he just found this somewhere. I think he found this somewhere.
0: I think it's a clue. That or his name is Chris Isaac. (laughs)
1: He's Kurt the plumber.
0: (laughs) 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 So he says Google, uh, whoever emailed Kurt, it's blurred out, said Google is updating the API which will disconnect all software like WordStream from managing AdWords. And then um, Greg Finn was up all night on PPC Reddit about this. So do you have anything you'd like to share?
1: So first off, You've got a bigger problem if it's 2021 and you're using WordStream. You're better off giving your account over to a wet rat (laughs) and having it manage it or a drunk raccoon or something. Or Kurt. Or Kurt, yeah. The plumber. (laughs) Every plumber run your account. Um, But second off, they just never made the switch from the AdWords API and rebuilt it to the Google Mm -hmm. Ads API. And then they're shutting off support for the old system and they're writing these things like, oh, they're disconnecting. Sorry. It hasn't been AdWords for a while. I know Google still calls it AdWords, but you shouldn't be. And they're on the old API and they need to migrate to the new one and nobody ever put in the tech investment to do so. It's that's your fault. That isn't a Google problem. That's a you problem.
0: Yeah, Kurt. And from Julie Baccini at Neptune Moon. She didn't take a vacation this week, you guys. She is still fired up at Google Ads. She says, I'm looking at queries again this morning and getting angry all over again. No wonder Google Ads is recommending just using broad match. You are, I don't want to get bleeped. You are darn near getting (laughs) it anyway with other match types. I present phrase matches, not even close variant ones. Angry emoji. So the keyword for all of these is phrase match. Learn how to code. Some examples of things in here learning Ruby programming, getting started with programming, best coding language to learn for beginners, Google coding training. Like there, there's no rules anymore. They just do whatever they want.
1: All these terms would be fantastic if they're a broad match. Mm-hmm. Totally. But we need a better name for matching because there's not a single phrase in here.
2: There are phrases.
1: At, <laughs> but but maybe they, we they don't drop match. The word match.
2: Let's just drop the word match.
1: Google coding training is not a phrase of learn how to code. And you're Google, you're you're the largest company, if not one of them, you're like top four, and you still have your ad platform calling something phrase match that does not come close to matching on phrases. An exact match where you're talking about it with terms like identical. You can't recreate the meaning of words. I know I rant about this, But this is not the same thing. And then you wonder why people are trying other platforms because they're going in to saying learn how to code and it's showing up Google coding training.
0: They're all going to be themes. And that insights tab thing is going to be the keyword report. Actually, I think, I don't want to be wrong, but I think they're called themes in smart campaigns. Instead of
2: keywords, you have keyword themes. That sounds right. But I've
1: only ever looked You know how many Thanksgivings you just
0: ruined for our listeners?
1: Well, Thanksgiving's
2: over by the time people are listening, right?
1: Thanksgiving weekend. Black Friday
2: weekend. is ruined. You ruined Black Friday.
0: <laughs> The world's largest disco is ruined. It's on Saturday, everyone.
2: We know. Get your boots ready.
0: <laughs> and from Menaham Ani on Twitter, he says, quote, your campaign performance has declined. Thanks, Facebook. Now my client thinks we're slacking. Appreciate it. Not thanks. It's Thanksgiving. But I am not thankful for Facebook for sending this email where they literally say to his client, your ad account has seen a decline in performance. Like, based on what? I'm sure there's not a decline in performance. He's all over PPC chat and knows his stuff, okay? Facebook ads, rude. How dare you? (laughs) What's happening in Organic? Anything better?
1: Well, first, I want to give a little bit of an update and apology to Danny Sullivan. I think last week I said he was just walking the company line, and I may have said it was a bootlicker response, and I'm, I'm rescinding that and disavowing what I said before. If you recall, he, about the update that was hitting right about Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Barry had asked why at this time. Danny said, Barry, we had an update late last year later in the season, years and years ago. There was a thing about trying not to do updates around this time. I don't think we said anything about that recently, like you suggest. And also, it's really not what most need to worry about, dot, dot, dot. I totally get the concern. Some might have about an update, especially when there's often any number of the skies falling tweets that people make, sometimes the fun gifs and meant to be fun, but others act like an update is a negative event for everybody. The reality is core updates make no huge change for most. People shouldn't be panicking. Maybe more tweets reassuring people would be more helpful than the virtual red alert. Guidance about core updates hasn't changed. Been doing best practice out there for ages. Should be good. And to me, there's no empathy in that statement. You're supposed to be the liaison of search. And you could easily say something like, we'll reconsider this next time, especially when you're using every one of your platform to blast out people to get behind your legislation, right? You're saying, oh, we care about small business. And then you're sitting here, you're putting this out, and you don't even like emp- like... The word I can never say, emphasize, Emphasize. Emphasize. empathize, empathize with other people, like show a little empathy towards people. And he didn't. But then right after we were done recording, he did. So that's why I rescinded everything. He followed up to say, I'll add, we do understand the timing concerns out there, given we didn't update last year in the middle of the shopping season. And that largely seemed not a huge issue. Getting one out of the way before the season didn't seem a problem. That's a stupid response, but at least you could see that he's sorry-ish. Then he said, especially, he has said, most won't see changes, but we'll give it more consideration. The point of any update isn't to cause concerns. If we can move timings around to ease those, we'll look to do that. And certainly, we'll take this feedback in mind. So that's, I think, what we there really want. Yeah. Even if you just take any feedback and burn it in a fire, that's fine. Just pretend I'll like pretend. you care a little bit about people's concerns. All right, next up. Google Search Console is getting a visual refresh. <laughs> you don't like it? I
4: hate it. Oh.
1: So if you hop into your Search Console, you should now see a new look. I thought it was very drippy. It was very blue. It reminded me of the Ice tray Trey Young shoes that he had during the playoffs last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like Lovely light shoes. blues um, out there. But if... And a lot of you don't like the rounded corners. I like the rounded
2: corners. I don't. This was actually going to be my hardly working this week. I was just going to complain it about sold it. both years Yeah. yeah. It, but it, it looks like Gmail. First of all, I like. I understand oh, you're all Google products. And it looks be like consistent. Google Analytics. I hate it. I want to know I'm somewhere different. Rounded corners look stupid on desktop. I. It's dumb. Okay. It first wasn't glance, needed. there's other things they could fix with Search Console. First Sorry.
0: glance, I think it's an improvement. Just
2: saying. Yeah, it looks cool. Sorry. Haven't it doesn't look cool. You're it it wrong. Yum. It's like
1: icy. It's like frosty. I like How
2: it. is an opinion wrong?
1: When it comes from you.
2: <laughs> Fair in most cases, but this is garbage. It's ugly. Oh, what's that?
1: It's time for Barry's charts with Greg. All right. And looking at the charts this week, we've got a pretty average week on our hands of charts. From Barry Schwartz's Google November 2021 core update is live. What we are seeing now. A few of the best here. First off, Cognitive SEO has a look like they're getting back into the Christmas color spirit <laughs> with the giant Red Rider BB gun spike on the 18th in their chart. Shoot tryout. And SEM Rush is spiking into the red with their charts. I appreciated that. It's in the red for the first time in a long time. I know last week we had a lot of hot Yellowstone talk. But let's talk about Yosemite, because on the 18th, it's looking like an Al Capitan impression here. (laughs) And this week's winner, it was a runaway. It's advanced web rankings. What a spike here. If you look quickly at this, it could pass as a COVID tracker just hitting the cold weather mark. And another thing I loved at the end of this is Barry said that it went full Seth Rogen and quoted, it's the highest it can go, end quote. So... Congrats to Advanced Web Ranking. And that was Barry's Charts with Greg, an audio program about visual charts. All right. And if you want more information on the November 2021 core update, just go follow Glenn Gabe at Glenn Gabe on Twitter and Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC. They've got a bunch of charts as well that are really cool to look at. And they cover everything that you need to know about that update. Search Engine Land has also put out a post recently that lamp owned the beleaguered amp technology. And they said we the, the name of the post was <laughs> why we are turning off amp pages at search engine land. Again, we've talked about this many times, but the value of amp has totally been dampened since the reports <laughs> of Google tampering with ad serving speed. If you can call from October, there was a suit where allegedly, Google claimed that the AMP sites loaded four times faster than non-AMP pages, but internally, Google employees said that they grappled with being asked to justify a system that actually made websites, quote unquote, slower, according to the complaint, all allegedly. But in the Search Engine Land article, I love the quote from Henry where he said, maybe it's not about traffic for us. The relationship between publishers and platforms is dysfunctional at best. The newsstands of old are today's news feeds, and publishers have been blindsided again and again when platforms change their rules. We probably knew allowing a search platform to host our content on its own servers was doomed to implode, but audience is our lifeblood, so can you blame us for buying in? We also know that tying our fates to third-party platforms can be risky as not participating in them at all. But when it comes to supporting AMP on Search Engine Land, we're going to pass. We just want our content back. Wow. Snaps for Henry.
0: And Snaps for you, because I think when we first heard about AMP going away, I said, there's not going to be more AMP jokes. And here you are.
2: That's one we've never heard before either. Usually they're repeats. Those
0: lampooned.
1: All right. And it's not just Search Engine Land. In a blatant ripoff move, Twitter has copied Search Engine Land style (laughs) by rolling back AMP support. And Henry wrote about this again on Search Engine Land saying, if you're noticing less traffic to your website's AMP pages coming from Twitter, turns out there's a reason for that. Twitter has subtly updated its AMP guidelines page on its developer site to say support for AMP will be phased out by the fourth quarter. And Henry was in a mood that day. Both articles came out the same day. I was here for it. I love this part, too. He said, Bow, all bold. So it's probably going to rank well. He hmm. says, thanks for telling us. We've heard anecdotally that publishers have been seeing AMP traffic fall, especially since Google started putting non-AMP pages in the top stories section. But it was David S. Steve, audience development specialist at Murphy, who spotted the update in Twitter's documentation. So Twitter didn't even put it out there; didn't even notify people in like any kind of tweets or updates. It was just in the documentation that they're going to discontinue support for AMP, and it's going to be fully retired in Q four twenty twenty one. So
0: that deserved a, at least a thread.
1: I know that's a, yeah a emoji. Pick, you got to have Twitter blue for that now, uh, but. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers to everybody to put in the effort to get everything amped up, and then so it just sad. goes away. Crazy. All right, next up in some news from Azeem Digital from the Azeem Digital podcast. He had a tweet out there showing a stat that in 2023, people will be spending more time listening to podcasts and podcast share of digital audio usage will rise to 40.2%, which is pretty incredible. He also went to say that in my previous conference talks, Power listeners taking five-plus hours a week.
0: Hey, did he steal that from us? Anyway. The term power listener? Yeah. <laughs> I think I stole it from, like, The Ringer or something.
1: <laughs> 70% consider new products and services based on podcast ads that they hear. Hey, Cantwells. Ah. There we go. And they agree podcast ads are the best way to reach them. So some pretty cool stuff there. And I thought this was another good one we talked about last week, where Azim says, let's say you have a client in the highly regulated CBD, cannabis space in the U.S. or sports investing in, in Florida. <laughs> And the ads would violate some of the Google ads and Facebook ad terms. Podcast ads have less restrictions plus a highly targeted audience equals a win. So everybody's complaining about, we heard it from David Herman, everybody complains about Google ads. If you want to put money, take money away, actually take the money away and give it to people that can sell your product. And even if it takes a little more work, go put money into those people's hands. And then maybe the onus will be on these ad platforms Mm -hmm. to get their hack together. To give everybody better
2: experience. And it doesn't take that much more work. They'll make the odds for you.
1: All right. And there are another big news. The <laughs> Google bot spider mascot officially has a name.
0: It's been so long.
1: I thought it was net profits, and I'm going <coughs> to my grave calling it net profits. I thought
0: you tried to name him. Is that net the profits, name? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because is like his little nuts and stuff? Net profits? I, no. I don't think Google wants to give that image off. No, they don't. <laughs> They're
2: doing it anyway. The name
1: is a name that one of my seven-year-olds would make. <laughs>
0: right?
1: Like, like they've got a polar bear named Poli. Okay,
2: <laughs> you know, like that's
1: They have a sloth named Slothy. Is it Webby? Crawley.
0: Spidey
2: was taken. So, <laughs> how do you spell Crowley? Crawley?
1: C r a w l e y. But Sam Kesnich in our Discord channel had a funny comment. And he said, I "Love this. Seems like a bunch of people at Google are thinking." Oh. With that new algo update, everyone is pissed We're going to f*** up Black Friday, Cyber Monday for a ton of small businesses. Let's give this spider a name.
2: <laughs> I love to in the picture. He's like blowing a horn like he's celebrating. They finally named me. Like It's just very
1: cute scene. He nope. is
2: pretty cute. He is.
1: That's how they get you.
2: <laughs> they got me. I think I saw him crawling up our
4: wall before.
1: <laughs> All right. And <laughs> from the Google Analytics Twitter account, this was... A, a fantastic tweet. Search Engine Journal put a tweet out that said, Will Google Analytics on your website help it rank higher in Google search results? Question mark, see what the experts have to say. And went on to have a tweet. I uh, had all their little hashtags. They had hashtag like, hey Google on everything, which I think is funny. <laughs> Google Analytics quote tweeted this with the simple statement No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
2: That's it. I kinda the tweet. love that. <laughs> I love that.
1: All right, and that's, oh, and also if you are on GoDaddy, you may be exposed, so check that out. There's 1.2 million active and inactive um, hosting accounts that had stuff in plain text, so look out and change those passwords. What's up in social, bud?
2: First up in social this week from Matt Navarra, at Matt Navarra on Twitter, he says, Facebook has a live shopping channel on Marketplace. And someone replied to this tweet saying, evolution of QVC. And I always forget whether you're a QVC or an HSN or.
0: Oh, well, QVC acquired HSN, I think in 2019. So it doesn't matter. I'm not up on but um Quacker Factory <laughs> yeah. from Gene Weiss, in particular, is a QVC brand.
2: But so, so- is HSN still a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Last time I checked, it still has its
0: own channel. <laughs> But sometimes they do like crossover events and like the hosts hang out. You know, there's no bad blood anymore.
2: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Isn't that a Taylor Swift song? Something (laughs) about bad blood? Yeah. I like that one. What does QVC stand for? Quality, value, convenience. (laughs) I don't believe it it has any of those things. You have to have a television. Are you kidding me? Look at the quality, value and convenience (laughs) of this sweater. No, you know
1: what? I bought that thing live on air. And I got charged, and I'm like, "Wow, this was a deal." No, it was one easy installment. I have to get billed four easy more times on my credit card
2: for like four bucks, right?
1: And it was. It was like each surprisingly <laughs> a lot.
0: Easy pay. Surprisingly, it does look, like look money. at these beautiful yes. crystals, golden embroidery. Those are real diamonds, fred <laughs> oh, I didn't
2: know that. Shep, you're the only person under the age of 65 that can pull that off. You actually look really cute. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Thank you. It's called Easy Pay and people go crazy for it. Not okay? me. Pay for your
1: <laughs> Christmas gift in June. No, that sounds like <laughs> hell.
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter because the TV giants or conglomerate, if you will, better watch out, better not cry. I'm telling you why. Live shopping is coming to the bird. The platform announced on Monday that they are experimenting with live shopping, saying that live shopping on Twitter gives businesses the power to engage with their most influential fans in a space where they are most receptive. But we know there is more for us to explore and iterate on. I'm not receptive on Twitter. I thought that was a me problem. I
0: am the biggest live shopping fan in my age group. I just want to say, this is like the new stories. We have been reporting on platforms Mm -hmm. launching live shopping since I've been on this show. It hasn't stuck
2: anywhere also maybe, maybe Twitter will be the place.
1: Maybe the pl- place where you're least receptive. You're like, give me information in under 280 characters.
2: Can and I? Ask like, oh, let's
1: do live shopping. let just stream.
2: Let me ask you a question. If I said the words Walmart and Jason Derulo, would that change your mind? Yes, I, this is a great <laughs> idea. I'm all in. <laughs> Hang on, I got to put my phone. Up. I'm buying Twitter stock right now. One second. I don't really know who either of those people are, right? But BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe said Walmart will be the first retailer to test Twitter's new live stream shopping platform. This is a quote. On 1128, Walmart will kick off a Cyber Deals live event on Twitter where users will be able to watch a live broadcast, shop the featured products, and more. And it is a live Cyber Deals Sunday, getting the jump on Cyber Monday. And this Jason Drulo fellow, I've heard the name, but I'm not hip. What are his hits? Jason Derulo. Okay, one time I found myself at a
0: 19-inning baseball game in Chicago, <laughs> and it was 40 degrees. Sorry. And Jason Derulo was supposed to perform after. And I can't imagine him backstage, like, waiting until midnight to, to like, go on stage. And I cried in, like, Wait, did, he, did he play or did you go home? And made Eddie leave. And he'll never let me get over it. And he
2: was really disappointed that we didn't see Jason Derulo. Did he perform? I think so. Just tell him to tune into Twitter on Sunday. He can get the live Walmart stream with Jason Derulo. I don't, I don't know what's happening on the internet. Okay, <clears throat> up next, Facebook's group experts feature is rolling out to more groups. This is from Matt Navarra. He shared a screenshot that says group experts can now promote their expertise. With expertise, group experts can get specific about what they know. And I just, we love Facebook's graphics on this show. So we'll talk about this lovely lady in the image here. She has a lot of expertise. She looks like she could play music. She's a gym rat or some other animal that Chef might like better. <laughs> uh, light bulbs and ha- cooking. DIY. D.Y.I. Oh, uh, there you go. And fashion. I love her puffy sleeves. I know. She's she got a lot of expertise. So I love that for her. But the rest of us, I don't know. Up next from social media today, TikTok launches new community talk promotional push to highlight subculture engagement in the app. And If you read the article, there's a video embedded that TikTok released and it says in there that people can pull back the curtain and be their truest selves on TikTok. It's a platform where people can stand out from mainstream culture. Basically, it's a community for everyone. I get that. I love that. But the examples that they led with were fans of a nice tidy home, which I feel like is most people. Brides that love soup. Cool. I mean,
1: isn't that ninety percent of brides? A
2: bride, but yeah, soup is like a food. <laughs> Who doesn't like soup?
1: You're not getting married if you don't like soup. Yeah, right.
0: and you can eat soup with your retainer in, then throw your retainer away after the wedding. Well,
2: yeah, this <laughs> you. to here, folks—the
1: brides that hate soup.
2: That's more niche. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. These are dumb. And then people that love spooky season—that's everyone, that's depending every. on the month. So that was kind of dumb, but I get it. The point is, the idea behind this whole campaign is just to remind brands that it's a platform ripe for connection and subcultures that align with your products. They did also say, which I think is just a nice thing to know, it should be obvious if you use TikTok. I don't, so this was nice to hear. When you, you just need to be authentic, you need to communicate um, as equals, not as advertisers, which I thought was a nice thing to say. And according to TikTok, this pays off really big because 93% of TikTokers take some sort of action. After seeing a TikTok. I feel like that could yeah, include the closing could be the app. Swiping. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: action could be a smirk.
2: Yeah. But smirking. you've reached them authentically. So get excited. Uh, some good food for thought though, all kidding aside, 40 this is according to TikTok, but forty five percent of TikTokers feel more connected to brands that teach them something or give them information about themselves. So I guess rather than just like being like, Hey, we have a promo, like show them something. I don't know, just know your platform, right? Advertise accordingly. It's hard when you're not on TikTok, like just but, <laughs> I get TikTok sent to me. I have things curated. Well, Thanksgiving is over, but here's some data for y'all to feast on. Later, conducted an analysis of more than 18 million Instagram feed posts, not video reels or stories, just feed posts, in order to measure optimal hashtag usage for driving engagement and reach. Spoiler alert, more is more. They've got the charts to prove it, and I'm no Barry Charts Barry's Charts with Greg, but I can tell you that they're lovely. They're beige, pink, and orange. And the more hashtags, the more engagement. So check it out if that's your space. Read the actual insights, but don't. Featuring rounded corners on desktop. Get out of here. Disgusting.
1: So now we're going to see 30 hashtags on every post. Thank you.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. All right, from CNN on Twitter, Trendy Soaps brand Lush Cosmetics is quitting Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat on Friday, which if you're listening day of, that means today, in a radical move to draw attention on how those platforms are damaging people's mental health.
1: Can I rewrite this news story quick Mm -hmm. here? I just got a little update. Trendy Soaps brand Lush Cosmetics is quitting Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat on Friday in a radical move to draw attention to their brand.
0: Seriously. Beautiful.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Remember the Facebook boycott of 2020 that nobody talks about anymore? It People was turn just it off about, like yeah. a weekend. We turned our heads off. Yeah. No, it's not going to enact any change. Maybe your sales will drop. It's a very important weekend. You know, they should call attention to like their lavender
0: chamomile. Ethiopian bath bombs.
2: They're cruelty free. I support this. Oh,
0: yeah. You know Lush.
1: No, I've never heard of it. Even I know Lush. It's
0: like it's a lot of bath bombs and it'll be like really like colorful and everything just feels like they just made it in in like someone's house and then they're Mm -hmm. bringing it in.
2: And they didn't test on any animals. What do you even do with the bath bomb? You put Put it in the bath. In the bath and then you take a bomb bath. Yeah. It's bomb, Greg, (laughs) which I was recently told I was old because I used that term. Thank you, Shep, with your old lady sweater. Anyway, Craig, if you want to check them out, they're still going to be on uh, YouTube and Twitter. So they're not going away completely.
1: Oh, they're doing, getting rid of, of all of the social networks except Twitter. Okay, Yeah, watch out.
2: <laughs>
1: what right. a statement.
2: What a statement. <laughs> Is it, though? Maybe no, they're just
1: protesting. it's not a statement, Jess.
2: <laughs> Maybe they're just protesting Amp. <laughs> From The Verge. Twitter is introducing aliases for participants in its birdwatch moderation tool so they don't have to include their usernames and notes they leave on others' tweets. That sounds like a terrible idea. Has anyone told PBT (laughs) Greg? The thing is, shop is you don't get to just choose whatever you want. They have five options you can select from (laughs) for your alias. Cheerful Grass Cockatoo, Terrific Cavern Canary, Chipper Stone Duck, scholarly tangerine jay and easygoing orchid owl say any of those one time fast is that the point i don't understand they're just trying to it's their so if you don't know what birdwatch is it's like they're crowdsourcing fact checking thing on the platform right? so some people maybe don't feel safe reporting things that used to have to be associated with your username so i get the alias part i just okay. don't understand why i got to pick one of these stupid like ben and jerry flavors so
0: you're reporting things as a cockatoo mm-hmm or a three. who are, are you hiding a from? A cheerful
1: grass cockatiel.
0: <laughs> who are you hiding from? Bad people, I guess. The bad people know who report them? I don't know. I've reported some unsavory memes on Facebook. I hope they don't know who we I am. We should was. change
2: your name. You could be Cardigan Canary. I'll be Gene Vice. Cardinal. Cardigan Cardinal! That's adorable. Okay, let's move on. Up next, from Matt Navarra, at Matt Navarra on Twitter. Ever heard of him? Am I allowed to say Peace that or sense. is that just you? On behalf of the shop. You say it too. <laughs> she says it the best though. Channeling my inner shop. So Matt says, Instagram is rolling out its longer stories feature. Videos of up to 60 seconds will no longer be broken up into segments. So Greg, I don't know how long Stop. that footage was earlier you took of us. but This is a huge thing. I yeah. never
0: story and then I you know, was doing cool things for once in my life. You put a caption on the first part and it doesn't
2: carry over to the second. It's so annoying. This, this is, is going to be so nice. What
1: even is a story anymore? Nobody. Then? You does. just have horizontal video and then vertical video that disappears.
0: Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. But What's your sticker can stay I mean, a the story used to be like,
1: oh, you get to decorate this thing. It was very small video clips. And now it's just. Long no, don't, don't well, you it's, remember? It's the, only up to
0: 60 seconds. I posted a really great video from Nashville of a man doing parkour on a roof. I, that I actually commented. was awesome. And I had a caption in the first part and then in the second, and music, I played good vibrations to his parkour and then it just cut off in the second one. It ruined the vibe.
2: Do you have that footage still that you could share? with Yeah, our, we should our put it in the video it's because, because really, it's really, really good. cool. Yeah. yeah. I hope he's
0: listening. <laughs> <laughs> he's He had marketer energy from four blocks in... Five stories away. As I we think all it was do. on
1: some of those those salts that you were talking about from Lush Cosmetics, <laughs> okay. but I don't think he sourced them from he there.
2: Ate that. <laughs> it's not bath salts. It's bath bombs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another tweet from Matt Navarra. He should have his own segment. I feel like he's always breaking the news. We can call it the Navarra Ending Social Feed. Oh my God! I wrote pause for laughter <laughs> in yeah. my notes. <laughs> didn't, didn't
1: need that at all
2: chef's really laughing I'm so happy okay so he says I miss you three <laughs> days you away. <laughs> <laughs> he says has the beginning of the end already started for clubhouse and then it's in regards to a business insider article which he shared but it's paywalled and he noted that but he did the lord's work and he shared the chart that matters and it's clubhouse user metrics in 2021 peak which was, what? well, it peaked at different times depending on the metric. But not here in November 2021. And we'll share the chart if you're watching on YouTube. Basically, Clubhouse is over. It's over.
1: Yep. The monthly active users are, have been cut in half and then some.
2: Yeah. Crazy. All right, next up from TechCrunch, Instagram standalone messaging app Threads is shutting down. It will no longer be supported by the end of next month or AKA the end of 2021. I have no idea if anyone out there was actually using this, but my condolences. And closing out social this week, a chart of the day from at chart of the day on Twitter. They said across generations, US adults aren't particularly excited about Facebook's rebrand to Meta, Meta, whatever we're calling it. And it breaks it out by Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, Baby Boomers, and then a total of whether things are whether they find it very favorable, somewhat unfavorable, somewhat favorable, very unfavorable. Those were not read in order. And then if people don't, don't know, don't care. This is the most confusing chart. It's a, it's a chart <laughs> with lots of colors. You have to look at it. But the big takeaway is that younger people, so Gen Z and Millennials, they're feeling pretty good or at least okay about the rebrand. The only people that don't like it overwhelmingly is Baby Boomers, but Facebook is still Facebook for them, and that's all that they're using. I don't think it really matters.
1: Yeah, more favorable than I thought with Gen Z. So they like the metaverse. All right, now on to our segment, segments. And this week we have friend of the show, Hillary Quinn at Proximo Webs on Twitter. Has a new podcast out there. So if you are looking for some more good listening this extended weekend, she's got a podcast called Web Design and SEO Club. And you can get there with a rockin' new URL, seopodcast.club. So check that out if you want to hear Hillary and more about SEO.
3: And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working.
0: I would like to reiterate that the Google Ads app needs a lot of work. And I would also like to say that in Google Ads Editor, I had to edit a bunch of ad schedules this week because of the holiday. And it's very annoying that you can only see a percentage in there and you can't see the actual hours. I would like to see the hours. Thank you. Greg? All
1: right. And we had a couple feeds that were being updated for a shopping campaign, a shopping client that I'm talking 300,000 SKUs in there and we had one minor issue go awry but we've got these sort of catch-all campaigns that can catch any fixes and instead of being very um, specifically targeted with campaigns it kind of just goes to this one so that we still have visibility although it's not as smart as we'd like um, the catch-all campaign worked so if you are making a big feed and you want to have this like kind of this thing to make sure you have visibility even though it's not as granular of control um, just a comment out there that It caught everything, we had a great day, everything was fixed, and everything's back to normal. So be prepared, put all your products in, have a catch-all if something gets misclassified, somebody inputs something wrong, you'll be able to see it and it works great.
2: All right, and for me, I too will reiterate my initial hardly working, the new search console is ugly. But to expand on that, it's fine. You can do whatever you want with the design, but if that's what you're putting your attention to, rather than fixing something like, say, compare mode, then you got problems, right? Because you still, if you want to compare a date range, you have to either pick one of their preset ones. It's like three months, six months, a year, or whatever. If you use the calendar to select a custom date range, you then have to select the custom date range you want to compare it to. You can't just say this week compared to previous period or previous year. That's super annoying. They should fix that rather than make their design look stupid. So thanks for nothing, Search Console.
3: And now for this week's Cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool.
2: And this week's cool tool is the Google Analytics Metric Simulator from DigiShuffle, which allows you to illustrate various scenarios of user interaction with your site. You simply put in a page URL and assign it to a user. That's in air quotes. It's like ABCD and add the page to the simulation from there you can repeat the same steps choosing whether it's a new user the same user and whether or not it's in a new session for a returning user and the result is user and session count as well as tables outlining the user path page views versus unique page views and more and you're basically simulating ga without having to look at ga data if you've ever had a hard time explaining to a client how sessions and users differ it's great for a live demo essentially rather than just looking at um, after the fact data in GA because you can see how that journey really translate translates into those data points in GA. So it's just a handy tool for your belt if you're ever wanting to explain that better. Shout out to Kathleen aka Kbergs from our team here at Cypress North for finding this gem. It's really awesome. We'll have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord so pick your poison and check it out.
3: And now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show.
1: And this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Search Engine Land. And Corey Patterson had a great write-up of Fred Vallee's presentation at SMX Next. I referred to this last week about how good this was if you're trying to get more traction on your RSAs. There's a fantastic article that has a bunch of the slides that Fred covered here, and it talks about how you can asset or analyze asset labels, um, how many different variations to use, how you can u- review those combination reports and get some value out of there, and then why smart bidding is a necessity. And if you want to, you can see the full presentation from SMX Next um, so check it out. And then the after Q&A was hosted by yours truly. And I got a bunch of other good information out of him there. So uh, please check that out. And thank you, Fred and Corey.
0: All right. That does it for today's show. It is now officially not marketing O'clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.
3: Thanks for listening to this week's marketing O'clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week.
0: Welcome to this week's shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. Today, we will be playing a game that I usually hate on, and it's called Travel Buddies.
1: Everybody's favorite game. Sammy's
0: playing... (laughs) Sammy's playing, so I'm gonna try to explain this game that Greg made up that doesn't make sense. I'm gonna give you two alternatives. You have to pick one of the alternatives to travel with. So it's like two types of people, but you're traveling with the person. Across
1: the globe, and we deliberate, get an answer, and we present it to Shop, yeah. and she says if we're correct and or incorrect.
0: Greg usually picks whatever we I pick don't to pick. Time. No, you don't. Don't slander you my name. You say that you pick Do not to slander time, the integrity of the show in it. this
1: game. Take it back. Disavow that.
0: I will be keeping the integrity of the game in two ways because, first of all, mine are actually things about traveling, so it's going to make a little <laughs> bit more sense. That doesn't sense.
1: make sense. <laughs> That's not what Travel Buddies is. Okay, go, there you go.
0: <laughs> and I already have my answers in mind. Mm. Okay, so the first one. So, everyone's been in the situation. You go up to the counter and your bag's overweight.
1: Never been in a situation. never had that. First of all,
0: I want to say on my most recent trip, we did this thing called family suitcase.
1: (laughs) You did not put your daughter in a suitcase. No.
0: no. (laughs) When we got married, we registered for like the normal suitcase check size and the big suitcase check size. And we didn't think to do the like small carry on bag that every human has and I don't have. And I'm like lugging like purses through the airport. (laughs) So we did family suitcase with the giant bag. So it was overweight.
1: You are driving this this bit into the
0: ground. <laughs> do you want to travel with the person who says, let's pay the $100? Or do you want to travel with the person who's going to go through all the things in the airport and stuff, try to like make it lighter by stuffing things in the carry-ons? And it's always on the way home. Who travels <laughs> no. with 50 pounds of things? It's a I family suitcase. I have it's two kids. Got you got have one limit. kid. I don't have a problem with that. But you share one suitcase? We all three of us were in one suitcase. Why would you do that? You have two adults. I told you we don't have carry-on bags. You just Why
1: would you get, pay the extra hundred dollars yeah. if you're you are going to buy a new just suitcase? Buy a
0: suitcase, yeah. Next time I will, but of course I didn't well, pack I'm, until the day before. Sammy,
2: do you agree with us? That this is we could <laughs> can clearly tell what's going. No, win.
0: so what, who do you want to travel with? The person who's going to pay the hundred bucks, or the person who's going to go through the suitcase, stuff things in the carry-on bags to try to make it below fifty pounds? I mean, I am let's go you? with the
1: person that's paying a hundred dollars because they're like. I'm not going to be a complete psycho, jamming things everywhere, breaking the law.
0: <laughs> it's not. That's
1: why I the don't want to go to jail. Holding up
2: the line. <laughs> I You're want right.
0: to. You are holding up the line. I yeah. want to
1: conclude my vacation, and I don't want to be an inconvenience to other. And if that person effed up, hacked up, and they pay the hundred dollars, good. They're responsible people. That's why. Yeah. Sammy, say?
4: I say um, travel with the person who will pay the hundred dollars, as our queen Carrie Bradshaw said throw money at the problem, and let's go.
2: <laughs> Since when is she our queen? Jess, <laughs> so
4: did, did you just question whether Carrie Bradshaw was our queen or
2: not? That's SJP, right? She really,
0: we, we've got to get to yeah. that another well, no, time, no, no, Sammy, no, no but no, no, you're no, just not, Sarah,
4: Is that Sarah the person Jessica from Parker. True Blood? <laughs> right.
0: Anna Paquin? <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> is the only thing wrong with that show. <laughs> but we're talking. Wow. I,
4: and I, we, I
0: think, I think there are a lot of
4: women who would disagree with that statement anyway
0: um (laughs) unanimously voting you guys picked you want to be with the person who pays a hundred dollars and you are so wrong oh Oh. do you know how what you can buy with a hundred dollars yeah a suitcase suitcase! (laughs) you you could buy two of these quacker factory no you can't you actually literally
4: can't
2: for four easy payments of 29.99 i don't want any of those You've, <laughs> you've got to care about your money. You've got All to right. go through your family's
0: clothes in the airport and stuff everything in backpacks What if and make your husband wear two sweatshirts
2: on the
1: plane. No, this person, no. oh my God. Oh Shep,
0: my God. is this you?
3: Yeah, what do you think it is?
2: This is our fearless leader. Okay next
0: would you rather travel with someone who takes their shoes off on the plane or who would put their feet up on the chair in front of them in a yoga pose that doesn't look feasible for a human being yeah
1: i mean to me the feet are the the shoes are just off they're not touching anything
2: socks on that's fine
1: i'm gonna go i'm gonna they're both bad
2: i know but do you want to put your feet up on someone else's chair
1: that emergency door off you know Yeah, Charlie's
2: Angels, the film style. Just yeah. go out the door with LL Cool J and leave everyone's feet alone.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think at least you're not infringing in <laughs> on people's space by taking yeah. your shoes but
2: off. But you, their nostrils. Don't, you're not playing part of this. No, you're you have to judge- wear a mask in today's day and age. Sure. Yes. Uh, Sammy, what would Carrie Bradshaw do? <laughs> uh, she'd, probably, she'd probably take
4: her shoes off because she's wearing heels, obviously. But I mean, probably the person who is taking their shoes off you think it's is unique. unanimous. I, I mean, yeah. what yeah. yoga pose? They and had there's feet, a lot of them. You
0: guys, well, here's the punchline. This person was doing both of the things at the same time. <laughs> this, That's how, how you I deliver said. a punchline, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, you're a woman. absolutely terrible. This is terrible three a woman on the plane had her shoes off and her feet up on the chair. But I'm going to say, if you had to pick one, you guys are incorrect. What's worse is taking your shoes off because you can't bring candles on the plane. And if your feet stink... You're ruining everybody's time. When you put your feet up, you're only ruining the time of the people in your row or in front of you. You what literally have to wear masks at all times. Sneakers the hair? None of this. Okay. That's a good point. I forgot about yeah. the mask. But this is an evergreen game, okay? Okay.
1: Oh. Well, guess what? <laughs> it might be evergreen wearing masks. <laughs> okay. What do you got next?
0: Travel buddies. Who would you rather go on a cross-country trip with? Someone who would, like, go to Chick-fil-A <laughs> in the terminal and bring the Chick-fil-A on the plane and eat it or <laughs> somebody who leaves the sounds on their phone and is like playing games and texting. Oh, I,
1: <laughs> I would rather, personally, I don't understand the people that go a half hour ahead of time, order their food and then sit there like they're Forrest Gump on a little <laughs> bench and hold their little food like they're do, gonna go somewhere and all they do is go on a tube with a bunch of other people and then eat said food around everybody. That is a complete psycho in my book. I'd rather have the person with the noise. Mm. You could easily just put headphones in and be done with it. Get noise-canceling headphones. Plug your ears. It's better than that psycho that brings food on, personally.
2: I think they're both bad. I just don't want to be associated with the person with the audio. But I don't have a compelling argument such as yours. Tiebreaker? Oh, no. (laughs) This is hard.
4: Carrie? Well, I feel like... To, to Jess's point, you don't want to be associated with this person. The person who is eating is not necessarily saving the food for the last minute. So I think oh, they are. I think people, well, I, I feel like the people could maybe d- forgive it. Stats um, show that they but are. The, the food but is if, over when they're, if, they're done eating. Like, let's say you are traveling from New York to L.A. You want, okay. you want noises the whole mm. way. I feel like that is a little bit more annoying. I'm going to go with Chick-fil-A, I yeah. think. Chick-fil-A. would rather be, be traveling with the person eating on the plane.
0: So the correct answer is you'd rather travel with the texting person for the reasons Greg said that you can have noise canceling headphones and it's okay. But some of us don't. I don't understand why it's socially acceptable to bring food, like greasy food on a tube like you said. Like what is wrong with these people?
1: I I saw somebody holding a bag. We were literally waiting an hour to get on the plane. Before the plane took off, Opened the food up on the plane and ate the entire meal. It was the most (laughs) mind-boggling thing I've ever seen. I was like, I felt like I was going insane in a simulation and somebody was just dialing those those ratchets up. I watched her sit there with the bag before the plane took off. Ate the entire meal. What was the
0: meal? It was like a burger and fries. It's always a burger Um, and fries.
4: Crazy. Carrie Bradshaw would never do that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay well nobody's keeping score but you guys lost and so did carrie Bradshaw. thanks for playing sammy and we'll see you next week